Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, The Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one brass section filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 174, which starts with um, a sweeping shot of this ravine that the uh, Fellowship is um, rowing their little canoes down the river. Merrily. And down the stream. And ends with uh, Legolas looking at something on the shore suddenly. Legolas looks left. <laughs> um, like very sharply. Although they're like... Contextually, there's no way that the Urukai are right next to them. Yeah. It's just a very interestingly like... Edited. Edited chase scene. I just... It's we... I... Because they know they're being tracked. They don't really have any idea how close the Urukai are. And this adds urgency to the back part of this movie. Yeah, but the the story that I'm getting from the editing, the the Urukai running through the woods, and then you cut back to the Fellowship, and then like there's like glances and there's Dramatic noises. Dramatic music. Yeah. yeah. To me, that signifies that they are right there. Yeah. But that makes no sense. Yeah, especially because um, they camp one more time before right. the Urukai catch them. Right. If if the Urukai were there, they wouldn't be able to make land. No. Uh, this movie would be about 10 minutes shorter. <laughs> they would just, what, go over the waterfall? Yeah. Like Indiana Jones style and hope it, come, <laughs> uh, hope it happens for the best? Yeah, basically. So the coolest thing for me about this minute uh, and a little bit, for tomorrow's minute too, is that all these wide shots, there's no digital effect. Yeah. These are all real wide shots on the river that leads out of um, Queenstown. Mm. Yeah, this is another one of those um, visitnewzealand.com yeah. uh, <laughs> it ad- is, advertisements. Right? It is amazing how varied the environment around this river looks from shot to shot. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, so it, most of it is on like this one river leading out of Queens, Queenstown. Some of it is on another island. Uh, they don't name all the rivers that they filmed it on. Right. Uh, but the one that comes out of Queenstown, they were going to film a side scene. They built a landing to have like an encounter with some orcs, not Urukai. They were just other orcs. Yeah. From this, from uh, from like Mordor orcs, and before they went to go film on it. The river flooded mm. to almost five meters above its banks. Five meters? Is that 
15 feet? Yeah. Holy and crap. And ruined it. They're like, well, all right. Gone. Nature has spoken. This scene shall not make it into the movie. It probably would have gotten cut anyway. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> I imagine it would have. Mother Nature just saved them some time. There you go. Not money, though. Not money, though. Just time. And only half of their time. So this minute, um, not a whole lot really happens. Like, you have some really pretty sweeping shots of the New Zealand landscape and the three little boats down the river. And then you have, in the back half of the minute, you have um, some people in makeup uh, running through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I do like the way that this little section is edited, but you're right. Like, it tells you something different than what's actually yeah. happening. So I think that in that context, the editing here is not successful because to me, it it depends on what your definition is. Like, to me, it's not 100% clear. So I don't find it necessarily all that great. Mm. It's um, certainly creative. It's, I mean, and you're right, it does help with the sense of urgency and the pacing and everything. But I think, I don't know how... I mean, I'm not a film editor, so. Right. Um, but to me, like, narratively, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Right. It's like they needed, they just needed a dramatic beat here. Right. Um, Which is probably, like, what the orc fight would have been. And if they had been able to do the or the, the fight with Mordor orcs. Yeah. Those, pre we probably would have seen, like, Mordor orcs running through the woods. That would have made a lot more sense in context. Right. Like, see Mordor orcs but chasing them. That, that's, that distracts from the climax of the movie yeah and but i mean even if you don't see mortal orcs i guess like even if you see this but then they get jumped by mortal orcs on the river when they try to camp before like yeah. in a little bit i guess that continues to add to the tension and while it's not the oryx it does continue to convey to you that they're being tracked it just feels um super superfluous yeah uh the mortal orcs yeah it does it, it just just do the Uruk I mean because we already know that the Urukai are tracking them because we see Saruman send them on their way and then you have Celeborn warn Aragorn right. and then uh, now less than five minutes later we have this right perhaps like a more effective way to communicate this would have been to see like the Urukai coming across um or not even like coming across. We only have to see the aftermath really to raise tension of like the Urukai coming across a um like an elven scouting party and then like you just have some dead elves around them and Lurch just says, you know, they went that way. But okay, um first of all, I don't want to see dead elves. Um and then we've already seen elves. We just came out of like 4 weeks of elves. Yeah. And it it's it's just stuff that distracts from the the story. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure how to fix it, but at the same time, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you need a dramatic thing to continue to convey that they're being tracked, you need to do something with the Urukai. Right. So, I mean, and if you're not going to do something like, if you're not going to do something like this, that doesn't actually show clearly what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a creative, uh, a creative editing 
adventure. <laughs> um, then something like having the orcs up on the top of a hill and like looking at the river and saying, you know, we need to follow this or something is like the only other real way to make that work. Like orc montage. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't even have to be a montage. I mean, it can be like a montage. It can be like 30 seconds of like them standing over some elves and like walking up to the top of the hill and like an orc pointing out to Lurts like that the river's right there. Yeah, but then there's dead elves. I mean, yeah. I don't want to see dead elves. I mean, we're going to see some in the second movie. Yeah, that's not this movie. That's true. We just came off of like nice, good gift elves. I don't want to see dead elves. I mean, it adds to the tension. Yeah, but, I and I don't care about these elves. I mean, I do, because I like elves. But, like, anyone not me is like, I don't care about these elves. What's happening with Frodo? Yeah. That's why I said, like, any, I don't know. I think if the it didn't cut back and forth so drastically, so quickly. Yeah, there's one shot in particular that I, other than Legolas looking and making it look like he looks at Well, Lurks, Aragorn looks, too. Yeah, Aragorn's, like, looking around all shifty. But the cut from, like, the initial run to the really quick paddle with Aragorn, making it seem like the um, the boat's moving really fast, mm -hmm. is one of the cuts that really makes it feel like they're being chased. Yeah. And I like that it feels like they're being pursued, but I think it just conveys that the Urukai are too close. Yeah. So I think if they had not cut it so quickly... Yeah. And there was a little more time to breathe, like, even just a couple seconds... Yeah. I think that would make a difference. So let's talk about the music in this minute, okay. since there's not a whole lot else to talk about. Yeah. So right at the beginning of this minute, just as the, the cliff shot is happening, yeah. you hear the, like some remnants of the fellowship theme. Yeah. The uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. It's, it's pretty subtle. It's, it's understated because it's supposed to communicate that like, the Fellowship's still really in doubt. They're reorganizing after their thing, their break in Lothlorien. Mm -hmm. And then pretty quickly it just devolves into the Isengard theme. Well, there's that, um, the swelling of those, they sound like French horns. Yeah. Um, right after the Fellowship theme, there's that, it sounds almost, um, it sounds almost like the Gondor theme a little bit. Mm. Um, and then every time, like, so for the wide, sweeping, beautiful, scenic shots, we have this really lyrical, um, very, like, brassy, um. Yeah. But still not, like, trumpets or anything. Right, no, uh, they're not being called home by the, the, the clear yeah, ringing of silver yeah. trumpets. Um. And then as soon as you see an Urukai, it goes straight into the Isengard thing. Yeah, there's like no transition beat. It just like goes right in. Yeah. Which I kind of like. I really like this. Um, it's like 30 seconds. The 30 seconds of the first half of the minute uh, with this this little bite-size um, interlude. Yeah. I really like the music there. Um and I think that whenever I hear the Isengard theme, I don't know if I necessarily like the Isengard theme, but it's very effective. Yeah. I just imagine, like, a guy on stage with, like, a six-foot drum in front of him. Because I always, 
I mean, the Isengard theme is very recognizable and it does its job well yeah. by yeah. like recalling like, oh yeah, these are these are Saruman's it, like it, it's workforce. so yeah, and it it's so frenetic. Like whenever you hear it, you can't help but be like, oh, something's about to happen. Yeah, because it's in what five four. Yeah, it's five yeah. four, which is also like really unique to just hear. Yeah, I don't. It it's unsettling. Um, <laughs> which I mean is the point. Yeah, yeah, and I that's why I say it's very effective and it does its job well. I just don't necessarily like it aesthetically. Mm. Like uh, technically, it's it's wonderful. Like yeah. and um, from a cinematic standpoint, it's awesome. But musically, um, and personally, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I've always liked the Isengard theme. I like how big it is. Yeah. Like, they're just going nuts. Yeah. Da-da-da. Bum-bum-bum. Um, it I is. Mean, it's it's probably, to me, other than the Fellowship theme, like the most recognizable piece of music from the movie. Um, The Shire? Yeah, the Shire theme is also. That's true. <laughs> it's hard. But, like... I don't know. I think I pick up on the fact that it's the Isengard theme so much quicker than anything else because there's no there's no grade into it. There's no gradual beginning. It's just bum bum bum. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> the orcs are here. <laughs> Who invited those guys? Douchebags. <laughs> Someone starts knocking on your door in five four. And you're like, <laughs> no, no, we're not home. <laughs> just knocking the Isengard theme on your front door. <laughs> I would lock my door. Go away, Saruman. Yeah. Not today, Saruman. Sharky, get out of here. Sharky? That's what he calls himself in the Shire at the end of the story. What? Did you forget that? I did. Yeah. Clearly. He, he goes by Sharky during the scouring of the Shire. That sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. Sharky. Get, yeah. Like great white Sharky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. You're I'm... lying. Sharky? Sharky. Okay, wait. See? Other names. Sharky, Saruman of Many Colors. What? What? I forgot that was There are two answers happened. why he's called Sharky. One in mythos, one practical. Huh. Okay. Yep. So he's when he's when he's oppressing those poor millennial hobbits, he goes by Sharky. Yeah. They bought too many avocado toasts, and now they're going to pay. And craft beers. <laughs> this is what you get for wanting so much hops. Oh, my God. Sharky. I forgot. Sharky. I can't. I can't. I can't take him seriously. Right. And then, you know, well, I mean, we're not supposed to take him seriously at that point. He's lost everything. Yeah. It's but his, that's when it's his last, become the most dangerous. It's in his my last, opinion. yeah, I know, but it's like his last petty attempt at revenge, and it just Grimma just stabs him. I mean, like, what what is scarier than somebody who's got literally nothing to lose? Who's a bad guy? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Give me that Saruman. I guess just, he's never that person. So. And that's just not who Saruman is. Yeah, I know. Sure. Sharky, <laughs> and at that at that point, I think we're done with this minute. Anyway, we are from the website duelinggenre.com. You can check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page as well as a listener group, the Fellowship of the Mic. Um, like, join, subscribe, etc. Um, 
if you are so inclined. And if you have a moment and you have iTunes, um, please leave us a review. Um, hopefully it's a five-star one. Um, it really helps us out um, and grows our listener base. Uh, so the more reviews we get, the more you guys are helping us out. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, so yeah. And special thanks to Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good Thursday. Great white sharky. <laughs> I'm still not over just, that. Just can't take it seriously. No. <laughs> He's the great white sharky. And we'll he like, be... he like makes a fin with his hair. We'll be back tomorrow with more words. Bye. Bye.